Please lift up your hands to heaven. Yes, Lord. Whilst we pray. Jesus. Precious Savior, we thank you. We bless your name. Amen. Amen. We give you the praise. Yes, Lord. So where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in your midst. Yes, Lord. As we are about to study your word, Jesus. we ask for your wisdom. Amen. Amen. We ask for your understanding. Amen. Amen. We ask that, Lord, you answer the questions. Yes, Lord. Lord of our hearts. Jesus' name. We give you praise. Yes, Amen. Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. you may be seated. We have been talking about Jesus' commandments that he gave us his last commandment which was given to us in Matthew 28. And he established that the last words of a man are some of the most important words, like his last instructions, like his will. And um, in this case, our Lord Jesus Christ, when he was going, he said, he said to his disciples, Go therefore and make disciples of all men, or make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So this evening, I want to share with you briefly on Jesus' method. Amen. Amen. Jesus' method. Method. Amen. Now, Jesus had a clear plan our Lord, he had a clear plan as to how he was going to reach the whole world. He had a clear plan. And the plan is one that unless you have a spiritual understanding, you might think that it's a foolish plan. But bear in mind that this person we are talking about, he spent only 33 years on it. He came to reconcile the world back to his father. He came with an agenda and for and for 30 years, we never heard anything about it. Then, three years, he exploded onto the scene in Israel. Now, this instruction that he gave to his disciples, I'm sure the way they understood it, we have not understood it. Why am I saying that? 
the Lord, he was a very practical teacher. So what he did, that was what he said to his last instruction. Go and make disciples. Now remember, when he was about to start his ministry, he went to join the Baptist. John the Baptist said, John the Baptist confirmed the assignment that he was carrying. He said, Behold the Lamb of God that carries or takes away the sin of this world. Then he was baptized. And the Bible says that the Holy Ghost now came upon him. And then from there, he started his work. What was the first thing he did? As soon as when the Holy Ghost came upon him, he went, he fasted, he prayed. It's sort of a pattern for us, really. There is nothing, each of us here, and those of you that are watching online, there's nothing, you know, you, you are here for a purpose. There's a reason why you are, you are on this earth. There's a reason why you have been given a body. Jesus was the Word. In John, he says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh. So, he being given a body was for a particular assignment to come and take away the sins of this world. And then to bring the whole world back to God. How was he going to do that? How was he going to do that? The Holy Ghost. He needed the Holy Ghost. So he fasted. He was led by the Spirit. The Spirit he, was, he was first baptized. Then the Spirit came upon him. And the Spirit led him to fast. And to pray. That is why it is so important, my brothers and sisters. You cannot undertake anything here on this earth when you leave the element of prayer out. When you leave the, the, the help of the Holy Spirit. When you leave that. Jesus was fully man. He had fully God. And his ways are examples that you and I must follow. You and I must follow. So now the spirit, the spirit came upon him. He fasted. The Bible said that he was full of the Holy Ghost. But after the fasting, he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. There is something that prayers and fasting can do to you. It releases the power of God for the assignment for which he has called you to do. It releases the power of God for the assignment for which he has called you Bear in mind, we have hindsight. We, 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 have, we have seen how he was opposed by wicked men. A man who never sinned. They called him all sorts of names. What kept him? It was the power of the Holy Ghost. And he demonstrated that he had power. By healing the sick. Casting out devils. Teaching. Preaching. 
Because he went about the villages preaching and teaching. But before he did that, the first thing that he did was do you want to know? That is his method. You would have thought that if I want to reach the whole world, let me form a political party. Because if I form a political party, then I can save the whole nation. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't form any political party. He didn't form any um, what do you call it? He didn't he didn't create schools. He didn't build hospitals. He didn't, you know, build orphanages. He didn't do any of those things. Yet, here was a man who had an agenda to bring the whole world to his father. You and I, in our wisdom, and I hear people say this. They say this about the church. The church should, they tell, it's, you know, it's, it's worthy people, they want to tell the church what the church should do. They tell the church, build more schools, build more hospitals, build more orphanages. That is your work. Well, Jesus Christ didn't do any of those things. Because this, the, the assignment that he was given, if he, I'm telling you, if you had formed a political party, for instance, by this time Christianity would have been dead. Christianity would have been dead. His party would have died, would have been out of power, and would have been extinct by now. So, he didn't form any party. If he had built school, perhaps by this time the school would not be existent anymore. Now, hospitals, schools, these are good things. These are good things. But that wasn't Jesus' method. And I questioned it. And I asked myself, Lord, why? Well, the answers was that he came not to be just a physical savior, but he came to save souls. And the work that he had to do, his wisdom demanded that he goes his way, which is discipleship. It's what? Discipleship. So what did Jesus do? As soon as he was about to start, he started calling the disciples. First he went by the seaside. Then he saw Peter and his brother and he said to them, follow me. Follow me. And I will make you fishers. And he went round. So all of them, 12 of them, remember he had prayed. So, even the choice of Judas was part of it. Because he needed to die. At 33 years, he needed somebody to betray him. It was all part of the plan. That's why when they were eating at the last supper, he said, Have I not chosen 12, but one of you is the devil? 
I know he's a devil. And the devil was the person that was going to cause him to fulfill his ministry. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Then he said to them, He said to them, Follow me, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So remember, these are people who were ordinary folks. Jesus now calls them. And he just had three years. Just three years. And we need that three years. He discipled them. So who is a disciple? A disciple is one who is like a student. Is one who is like what? A student. And is taught the ways of the of his or her master. Is someone who is studying, who has decided to put aside everything else and follow the teachings and the doctrines of his master. So Jesus took these people, they were a group of people. But he started teaching them. And he started, you know, it was a practical way of teaching. As they teach, even the doctors, the nurses, they tell you, observe one, assist one, then the next thing you are before you are you are doing one. So you, you, you observe, watch one. Then you assist. If it's a surgical procedure or whatever, you assist. If it's a dressing, you assist. Yes, you just watch. All the theory that you have been told, you, you, you just watch. Then you assist. Then before you are aware, you are doing one. Then as it goes on, you are doing one under supervision. Then after some time, there will be no, they will sign you off. You are qualified. You can now do it by yourself. At that time, you have graduated. You have graduated. So Jesus Christ taught in a very practical way. The, the, the work he was doing, it wasn't something that was just natural. It involved prayer. So they saw him pray. That was all part of the discipleship. They left everything to, to be able to be with him in close proximity for three years. One time, he met a very rich young man and he asked the young man, the young man came to him rather and said to him, said, Master, what must I do? I, I, for my youth, I have observed all the laws. Jesus said to him, it is good, but sell everything and come and follow me. The Bible says that immediately that guy's countenance changed. Now, I'm telling you this to show you the level of sacrifice that Peter, James, John, they left everything. Peter left his shipping business and fishing business. They left everything to be with him day in, day out. So that they could be disciples. For three years, intensive training, they saw him praying. Brother said, a great while before dawn, 
Jesus will be praying. They saw him go. Right up to the time of his, um, um, when he was about to be crucified, when he was um, in uh, the Garden of Gethsemane, praying, he took three other disciples. He said, Come. He will go further ahead, pray. He will come back, the guys are sleeping. So they saw him. And they could see that prayer was one of the most. What, what, they saw that Jesus, what he was doing, the healing, the casting out of devils. They saw that the power behind him was his prayer life. So they didn't come to us. One time they asked him, Master, teach us how to pray. That is how we got the Lord's prayer. Because they saw him. So I, I am telling you these things to let you understand that they were people who were they, they, they were actually people who benefited from Jesus' practical way of discipleship. Practical way of what? Discipleship. And Jesus was a very good teacher. When I study his ways and his methods, you know, it would it would it would look very silly. You think you want to you want to you want to you know win the whole world. Then you and I, our wisdom will tell you. Then go on TV. Go on radio. Do something. I mean, do what will make you popular. He didn't do any of those He just took 12 guys. Disciple them. Disciple them. Practically show them his way and manner of life. Those 12 were called the apostles. Later on they became apostles. Meaning the sent ones. And from that, we, we see in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, it says, they continue daily in the apostles' doctrine. Where did they get their doctrine from? They got their doctrine by seeing their master Jesus at work. So they were able, see, doctrine is something that is formed after you have been exposed to a set of beliefs, a set of teachings, you know, and you see, Jesus was teaching them through parables. The parable of the sower. He said, he will use parables to teach them. Then they will come and ask him, Master, what is the meaning? Then Jesus will take his time and say, to you has been given the secrets of the kingdom. So I'll explain it to you. So he will tell them, the seed is the word. The seed is the word. And then he will explain things to them. He will explain things to them. He was teaching them. So when they saw his teachings, when they heard, were exposed to his teachings, his way of living, they formed a doctrine out of it. They formed a way of life. Right to even the way they were dressing. To the point that when Jesus was being crucified, when he was arrested, and Peter followed him to Pilate, um, um, to the place where the, the, the high priest were, and the other people were gathered, a little girl was able to identify, you are part of, are you not one of those guys that followed him? 
right to behave in the way they were dressed. So, discipleship was Jesus' method. And wisdom is justified by his children. That method, that kind of person, first and exposure to the disciples. Then, when he was about to physically leave this world, he gave them an instruction. On this premise that I've shared with you, this foundation that I've I've shared with you, understand the instruction Jesus gave them. Understand it. He said, go. Because I have been with you and I've shown you how it, what you need to do. This is how we are going to reach the world. I am my time is up. I'm going. So now he said to them, Go into the world. Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And make disciples. Make disciples. Make disciples. What was Jesus doing? What did he show them? The Bible said that he was, Jesus went about teaching and preaching. Teaching and what? Preaching. Jesus' ministry included four or five main things. Teaching, preaching, healing, casting out of devils, and miracles. These five things. So if you are a genuine disciple of Jesus, this is what the twelve disciples, this is what we are exposed to. Matthew chapter 4 verse 23. Uh And Jesus went about all Galilee, Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, Uh and healing all kinds of sickness, sickness. and all kinds of disease among the people. That was his main thing. Because the gospel, the message that he came with, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. If men were to believe, or if men are to believe, that I am not just telling you something from my mind, there must be a supernatural element to what I am telling you. And so there was supernatural healing. Satan's kingdom was exposed to casting out of devils. So, this is the doctrine that the apostles picked up. When we say the apostles' doctrine now, when we say we are in the apostolic or after the apostolic order, it's not a title. It is a way that the master went that we must also go. It's not a title. It's not the name of a church. And so in every true Bible-believing church that is after, that has gone in the manner of Jesus Christ, the true, proper discipleship, there should be teaching in that church or denomination. There should be preaching, which is two different things. Teaching is to disciple. Teaching is to establish you. Preaching is to bring you into the kingdom. And Jesus was doing all those. And then, the supernatural element of healing and deliverance and other things. You can't cast it out. You can't 
put it aside. You can't modernize it. The master's method was this way. So, he even tried them. Remember, he sent them out. 70 70 disciples. He sent them out. Just to, you know, try them. You know, it's like when you are training in any field, they, they send you on um, training um, attachments or they let you go and you do you haven't qualified but during, during your training they let you what they try you they let you go on some trials if it is in the business world they will call it attachment if it is the medical field they would, you know it's like you are clinical you are, you are on your clinical um, semester so you do clinical so Instead of doing theory with things, you'll be there doing clinical no, things. No, yeah. Practical. Jesus did that with the disciples. After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them two by two. He sent them. What you have seen me do, now go and do it. But at this time, he hadn't yet commissioned them. He hadn't yet commissioned them. He was still with him. He was still with him. Then, when he died. He went on the cross, finished his assignment. When he, the said that 40 days he was appearing before the disciples. Then, his last thing that he was, he told the disciples was what we, we started off with, which is in Matthew 28. So based on this little foundation, if you were a disciple of Jesus Christ at that time, you didn't understand this instruction very clearly. There will be no ambiguity about it. You know exactly what he's saying. You know that when he says, Go therefore, go therefore, and make disciples of all nations, you would understand clearly what he's talking about. The sad thing is that the church of today have not understood what Jesus said. When he said, Go, Jesus wasn't. Uh, domiciled in one church. He was an itinerant preacher. From here, you go to here, you go to here, you go to here. He was a going person. Yeah. So he says, he, he told them, go now. Go. Which is the, the word there, go, is what we call so winning. Going out. To go and let people know about the gospel. Which is, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten Whosoever who believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So that we cause people to come to believe in Jesus Christ. Tell me I'm going. Go and tell people about me. Go and tell them that I, I, I said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Go and let people know that. God is not there to condemn them, but if you believe, you'll be saved. But if you don't believe, then you are condemned. 
Go and tell them that heaven is real. He told his disciples, If it was not so, I won't tell you. In my father's house, there are many mansions. So now go and tell people all this. Go and share with people. Tell them that a day is that I'll come back. Tell them that I will return. And when I come back, I am coming to judge each one according to his works. And for those who are not, who are, didn't believe in me, they are already condemned. So, let it be something that is of urgent, you know, it's, it's an urgent matter. Go. Don't sit down. Go. Go and tell them. So, that is what we call any friend of sowing. If you have become born again, Somebody told you about Jesus. Or you heard about Jesus. Maybe in the church. Maybe through your friends. Maybe once you were in school. You heard about Jesus. You've given your life to Jesus. But the question is Have you been a person that has been going to also go and tell people? Notice the instruction that Jesus gave. Go and make disciples. Two things. So telling people is one part. Witnessing is one part. Then, after you have witnessed them, they need to be disciples. Just like Jesus' method. So in his last statement, he put that thing, same thing there. What you saw me do, I went about preaching, teaching, and telling people about the kingdom of God. And I discipled people who believed in my message. I taught them. I even picked 12 people, especially to tell them. So you to go and do the same. Go and do the same. So being born again is not enough. Your born again experience is not complete until you have become his disciple. Until you have become what? His disciple. Because he said we should go and make disciples. How are you going to make the disciples? By being taught. That is why I showed you last week. I showed you that the work of apostles, prophets, bishops, or pastors in Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12, our work is to equip you. That is the disciple. So now that you have heard the message, you are born again. What next? That's what I am showing you. Jesus' will. He says that after you've gone, when the people, when they believe, when you believe, you must now come for discipleship. And it happens, discipleship is not something you can sit at home and be a disciple and choose to be a disciple. You can not be a disciple in isolation. It, it's not. It doesn't work that way. Because when you become born again, you are being added to the body, the universal body of Christ. But you, you need to belong to a local assembly. A local one. assembly. 
Like the whole body here. It's one body. Different different parts. So when you become born again spiritually, you are added to a body. You become like a cell. A basic unit. You become like a cell. That's added to the body. But as to where which kind of cell you will be. God determines. And that is why we have different, different denominations. Because the cells that form the skin is different from the cells that come together and form, for instance, the liver. From the cells that form come together to form the eyeball the retina yeah, and the all body those is very, very di- different, different cells. Those who have studied it and mastered it, they will tell you. If you put it under a microscope, you will see different, different things. But it is all in a human body. But it's plain different. So when you have like-minded cells come together, they form what? Tissue. And when like-minded tissues form together, they might form an organ. When organs come together, then it forms what? A system. So, in the body of Christ, we will be, we will have difference. But we are one. We will have people whose emphasis, like if you are an eye cell, you see that prophets, prophetic, prophecy, they are seeing things, they are, hand shouldn't condemn that part. The hand needs the eye. The eye needs the hand. You can condemn it. So but today there is so much misunderstanding that we are fighting each other. We shouldn't be so. So now when you become born again, you are God. So many are called, few are chosen. So he chooses you. So like now, for instance, you might be part of salvation. That means he would have made you a, you are, you are going to be trained, you are a blank cell that is going to be trained to become somebody that is going to be, you know, our emphasis is on soul winning, our emphasis is on um, evangelism, our emphasis is on prayer, our emphasis is on healing, divine healing, our emphasis. So, when you become born again, you are a blank cell. Then, where you are born again, you need to now be part of a local church and be part of a specialized group of cells where you will now become like them. And then you begin to function for the overall good of the body of one Christ. But it starts in your church. Amen. And that is why we do disciples. That's why Jesus said, when you go, when the soul is one, when the soul believes, now you must what? Disciple You must not disciple them. And now, he told them, this discipleship thing, it's not like going to school, normal, like school as we know it. It's not like that. You don't need anointing to go to school. But you need anointing to be a disciple. 
and to do the work of God. And anointing means the, it's not oil, it's the, the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit. So he told them, go and wait. After he gave them this instruction, then he told them, go and wait for the promise of what? The Father. Acts chapter 1. So go and wait for the promise of the Father. And that is what happened on the day of Pentecost. Ten days after he ascended, of course, the Holy Ghost came. That's why we have. That is why that was the inception of the church. That's why we celebrate Pentecost. It happened on the feast of Pentecost. The, 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 the word Pentecost had nothing to do with the Holy Ghost or anything. It just happened that. The day that the Holy Ghost came to baptize them, to give them supernatural strength to be able to do this discipleship work and soul winning work, it happened that uh, the Jews were celebrating the festival of Pentecost. And that is why we call it Pentecost. Pentecost. It has nothing to do with the Holy Ghost, it's just the name of. A festival. Are you hearing me? Yes. yes. And on that day of Pentecost, Pentecost those who were the Jew people, Jewish people who were celebrating the, the feast of Pentecost, they were not in the upper room. So they didn't receive the Holy Ghost. It was those who were not celebrating the feast of Pentecost. They were the ones that were in the upper room. Everybody else was celebrating the feast of Pentecost. And they got no Holy Ghost. Those who were not celebrating the feast of Pentecost, they got the Holy Ghost. So, don't think that Pentecost is something that is, you know, Many people have made it look as if it is they, if, if liking it to 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 um, the Holy Ghost. So even if Pentecost is not in your church, your church's name is like Pentecost. Pentecostals were not celebrate. They didn't receive the Holy Ghost. Those who were Pentecostals, they didn't receive anything. Non-Pentecostals, they were in the upper room. They received the Holy Ghost. And they received the Holy Ghost. He said, you shall receive power. Because this discipleship thing is it's not natural. It's not natural to, to get people to believe in God. You, you need something supernatural. This is not something to do with Mental accent. It is of man's spirit. And if you have not been given supernatural power from above, you will be no different from a lecturer. Lecturers can stand and lecture. They don't need any anointing to do that person. They can lecture. If you understand fine, if you don't understand, it's your own problem. But to preach, you need the Holy Spirit. To teach, you need the Holy Spirit. So discipleship, to be a disciple, or to, to, to discipleship, it needs what? You, you need the power You need the power So, Jesus' method of discipleship, from the twelve, we had more people were disciples. The twelve, original twelve died. Do you know in one 
day they were able to win 3,000 people. Then another day they were able to win what? 5,000 people. The church began to spread. And they were being discipled. We know that. How do I know that? Acts 2.42 says they were meeting and they were being taught. They what they heard from Jesus, they were passing it on. They were passing it on. They were teaching them. And I said that they continued and they continued. That's Acts 2.42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. And fellowship in breaking of bread and in prayer. So these elements is important if discipleship is going to be effective. We go, we tell. We win the soul. The person believes in Jesus. They must be brought to a place of discipleship. And discipleship is not complete until that your disciple now also starts discipling somebody. And you know, when I was studying this, I had a very massive revelation that the church is filled with people who are not really disciples. Yes. That is why teaching service like this, they won't come. People are filled with the desire only for breakthroughs, only for miracles. But Jesus' commandment of making disciples, that aspect of our Christianity has been neglected. Yes. Because if it was a prayer meeting, you see a lot of people. If you say we are are doing a prophetic meeting, you see the place. Come and learn to build yourself up. They don't want it. And it is slowing down Jesus' agenda. Jesus' agenda is you don't you are not um, you haven't finished your discipling until you, the disciple, you start discipling others. How does the Bible put it? Paul puts it this way. He said, by this time you ought to be teaching. By this time. You ought to be teaching someone. You ought to be discipling someone. Discipling is more than coming to church or bringing somebody to church. When you are discipling somebody, your lifestyle, that person is seeing your life. Do you have somebody right now? I want to ask you a question. You say you have been a Christian for how many years? How many people have you genuinely discipled? Brought them to the faith and grounded in Christ that they are now also bringing people and preparing them. Because when you are undergoing true discipleship, you should be mentored. You should be what? Mentored. mentored. Properly mentored, you should you should you, you should remember how you were when you became first born again. Going to church meetings was difficult for you, but somebody would come and say, "Oh, sister, it was good to see you on Sunday. I'll come and I'll come along with you and come and pick you for Tuesday evening service or for Sunday service." And then 
you have somebody that is watching your life. So you yourself, you must live a correct life in the community. Somebody that is watching you, seeing how you behave, seeing how you speak, seeing your prayer life. Because if you are a teacher, you cannot behave anyhow. It puts some pressure on you. You got to know the master for yourself before you can give what you have received to someone. If I take a hundred Christians, we will be lucky to get two who are in the business of discipling others. Many people are just think they think that Christianity is a Christian now it's about my breakthrough, my visa. It is about this, it's about this. It is more than that. A chance, huh? Jesus is expecting us to be teachers now. Hebrews chapter, Hebrews chapter 5, verse, 5 12. verse 12. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, though by this time you ought to be somebody, a teacher and a student, a disciple, you need someone to teach you again. You still again. want to be sat down to be listening. Do you think Christian Jesus died only for you to come to church and listen. There must be a growth. And if you are in a place where discipleship is not strong, then you be some kind with some kind of Christian. And for me personally, the Lord has been telling me that we are not doing the discipling well. We are not doing it well. We are not doing it well at all. We are laying emphasis. See, when you get genuine disciples, not disciples unto yourself, but people whom you have discipled unto Christ, who love God with all their heart, with all their mind and with all their soul. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. The rate at which Souls are being won is very slow. By the way, are you aware that another religion is the fastest growing religion in the world now? Because we Christians, we are sad that we are not going, we are not discipling, we are not doing anything. They are growing at a very fast rate. If you go to America right now, most of the black Americans, they are swaying in, in, in their hundreds and of thousands to another religion. Yes. Before you are wearing, they are wearing white white. They say they've gone to a place, they've bound to a school. Because we the church, we the apostles, our work is being given clearly to us. Apostles, pastors, teachers, whatever we call ourselves, reverend fathers, whatever. Our work According to the Bible, the is to equip the saints yeah, for the work of ministry. Which I have shown you the work of ministry is to go out, evangelize. Evangelism is not a passive thing. Discipleship can be passive, but, um, but soul winning is not passive. Discipleship can be passive because. When you are discipling somebody, even your lifestyle can be teaching them in a very passive way. But when it comes to go and tell them, hey, give your life to Jesus, repent from your sins, it's not something we do passive. Jesus said you must be active about it. Go and do it. One, many of us are 
confused disciples discipling with um, with the going, with the soul winning and with the witnessing. So they say, oh, my life will be what? A witness. Please. No, Jesus said, get up and go. Actively. The reason why many are not able to do that is because, as I told you, this is not natural. You need Holy Ghost strength to remove every shyness. To remove anything that makes you shy. And, makes, and, and then when the, when the Holy Ghost comes, then you will be bold. Like Peter. Before the Holy Ghost, they were hiding. Jesus was dead and they were hiding. But when the Holy Ghost came, that same Peter stood up. Peter, no, sorry. Right in the temple that they were afraid of. No, the men me. of Israel. Israel man. Do not be surprised that this thing has happened. This Jesus whom you killed. He wasn't afraid anymore. Yes. So, evangelism is very active. Evangelism, let me define evangelism. Evangelism equals soul winning or witnessing plus any discipleship. That's evangelism. Evangelism cannot be complete without discipleship. Discipleship cannot be complete without soul winning. Evangelism cannot be complete without what? Soul winning. So we actually go. We actually go. We actually go. It's a going thing. That is so winning and witnessing. Then discipleship. And I'm saying that we have mixed the two. The go aspect, which is your, your soul winning and witnessing. Jesus, as per his doctrine, Jesus never sat down and said people would believe in him. By osmosis or by mind reading. He actively went about into the town to tell people, repent. Want to know what Jesus was preaching is there. If you want one, if you wonder, Jesus Christ, was he preaching about money? Was he preaching about this? Jesus, what he was actually preaching about. He said, and he went about from that time saying, repent for what? The kingdom of God. He didn't sit down. So that, that part of evangelism, so we need, please, you must, be, you must be proactive. And you must start within your own world. Remember, I told you, uh, you found it, Matthew 4.17. From that time, Jesus no, is there, began to preach, saying, so the content, the summary of his preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven. So you ever wonder, Jesus, what was he preaching? Was Jesus he wasn't preaching 25 steps to getting financial gain. He wasn't preaching 50 steps to deal with anger. He was preaching. Sister Waji, because Bonnie, he came to deal with the issue of sin. Sin is man's problem. Sin is man's problem. That's why he didn't form schools. Because you can go to school and get educated, but you doesn't deal with the problem of sin. That is why we have lecturers who were exposed by an expose that some private detective um, reporter did, and they were uh, lecturers were harassing young girls with with their high education, but no morals. So. We are not talking about that. We are not talking about that. 
You did that's why Jesus didn't form schools. What he came to do is to deal with the issue of sin. Sin is man's fundamental problem. If sin, you are if you are in a sinful state, you and your source, which is God, is disconnected. That is what he came to deal with. That that thing you can't deal with it by sitting people in a school. No, 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 no. Yes. So school is good. It has its advantages. I am one that is for education. But we all know that it does not solve the problem. If it was so, all our presidents in a certain country, beginning with a certain alphabet of it's, it's, it's between E, F, e, F and H. And H in them. That letter. There's a letter there. Letter be all. It's a country that begins with one of them. All their presidents. Almost all of them have studied overseas. Very highly educated. In Omofia land. You'll be surprised. Very, very, very educated. But have they been able to solve our problems? That education. In fact, you'll be amazed the scandal upon scandal that you hear. One time something came up the, in that country. They said Papano. They said Papano. Papano. Yeah. Yes. Meaning that the person was married, but he was having some extra issues somewhere. Education couldn't solve that problem. Man's problem fundamentally is sin. Jesus is the answer to that problem. Amen. And his way is that go and tell people to repent. You cannot. You cannot live anyhow. You cannot be righteous by your own, you know, good. You can only be righteous by accepting the work that Jesus has done for us. This is what he says. Go and tell others. I have done the work. Cause them to believe in me. To change their mind and repent from their sins. And I'll come and become their Lord. You have to actively tell people. Tell them in your own well. Start with your children. Start with your family. Start with your brother. Start with your sister. Start with your friend. That is your own Jerusalem. I told you, Jesus, is, Jesus doesn't want us to be sat in the church. He wants us to go out. He says, go to Jerusalem. This is our Jerusalem. But we should not be sitting here. We should go and win souls and bring them here for discipleship. To be trained so that they now can also go and share about Jesus Christ. Go to Jerusalem, then to Judea, then to Samaria, then to the uttermost part. This is Jesus Win souls back to the Father. And yet, we are starting the church. We are not going. So that is why here we have instituted things like the house fellowships, the area house fellowships, which we meet in the community every week. And then on Sunday, in the far, far places, we, 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 we bring them, we pass them to come and hear the word. It is a very costly venture. But our emphasis is on discipling people unto Jesus. 
It's not onto buying Rolls Royce and Bentley. Buying nice cars to show off. This is what it is for. Yes. Somebody once told me. Well, they didn't tell me directly, but they told somebody who may knew the person would definitely tell me. I saw this is your pastor. It's very foolish. He is wasting money going for Uber and Kampkani. What is that nonsense? So it shows he lacks wisdom. Give me two years. I will show you. Church. That's what the person said. Well, here we are past two years. I'm still to see the source and the wisdom that he is operating. You see? Oh. Jesus said, uh, Jesus said, uh, uh, what do you call it? A parable. Yes, you baby he said, a man laid a banquet. We invited the people to come. Send the servants, go and tell the people. Come. The people did not come. What did the, what did the master do? The master said, now. The master was very angry. And he said, go to the highways. And to what? And the byways. Go to the villages. That is why we will go as far as Dodoa. We go to Boy. We, we will go, if it is three souls, we will go there because the people, even in this area, we have invited them. They say they won't come. Your friends, you invite them. So we must go to the highways because he doesn't want his church to be empty. He came to die for a purpose. Go and compel. That was the word Anakazo said. Go and compel them. Yes, that's, it's a wisdom that we are operating. By. And God bless everybody that is helping. You are helping in soul winning. You are helping in discipleship. There are rewards waiting for you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There are rewards waiting. Yeah, you found it. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the bring and bring in the poor, bring in the maimed, bring in the lame, bring in the blind. And we see it practically. You understand this? We see it practically. Practically, the poor. Sometimes after church, people come. We don't have money to eat. You need to care even you. Ministry to the poor. Yes. Last time I said, I said two bags of rice, and I was surprised. I checked them and I'll buy two. I'll buy three. three. In some places, it is. They, are, they, they want ministry to rich people. Ministry to, you know. They, they are showing off the amount of politicians that are sitting in their front seats. They are showing off the amount of MPs. When the real people, and you see, most of those people are fake. Hypocrite. They only want votes. That is why it is for some reason. Only a few are like Joseph of Arimathea. Secretly, they are. Back in, in the was a very rich man. 
influential man. And he was a secret sponsor of, of Jesus Christ. Yes. But, and, and he showed his faithfulness when Jesus died. Yes, he showed his faith. I am standing with this cause. Give me his body. But I tell you, in our modern day churches, many, many, it's just, it's just a show. It's just a show. Showing up who comes, who, who There is a time to that God can lift you up. Maybe you minister to kings as well. Yes. That comes. So my brothers and my sisters. What I want you to really understand. Jesus' method was discipleship. I train you, then you in turn go, you win souls, then you train the person. Until that person starts also training another person. And by that, there's a multiple, there's a um, domino effect. So there is, you know, and, and if, we are, if you and I, we are, we, even you just need, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is only, only 12 people. Yes, we go for the Through those 12 people, today we have billions of people who believe in Jesus. Yeah, for, pin, 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 just through 12. A domino effect. It has spread. And that is why I believe, you know, there are some ignorant folks, they think they can stop Christianity. I hear some people, they call themselves common sense family. Common sense family. They're trying to make people not believe in Jesus. It's nothing new. It has been there since. But the church has always grown strong. Because it is true that Jesus is alive. It's real that lives are being changed. It is real that people are being prepared for heaven. It's not imaginary. It's not a joke. So they can't stop it. You and I have a part to play. Your part is allow yourself to be disciples. By now you ought to be a teacher. Teaching others. Everybody here. It is not enough just to go and do soul winning. When you win a soul, when somebody believes because of your active going, and ensure that you disciple them. Everybody here must be, if you are being a Christian, let me tell you, from scripture, three years. God gives us three years. You see, how do I know? It's in the Bible. Jesus gave a parable to that effect. If you are a Christian, after three years, show fruit. Those who have been boasting and I was born into a, a, a Presbyterian family, I've been a Presbyterian my whole life like myself. And you have people boasting about those things. We thank God. But that 20 years, where is your fruit? Please, put that scripture on. Let's read that one. We are rounding up very soon. Put that scripture on. When Jesus was talking about the fig tree, he went to the fig tree. It hadn't produced anything. So he said, cut it down. He said, oh, give us... Another more year. I, I said, why are you occupying this place? You should cut it down. He said, three years. So, it tells you that when you become a Christian, after three years, you are given three years to start producing disciples. So, 
Everybody here, there must be somebody that when you get to heaven, if the person gets to heaven before you, or you get to heaven before them, anyhow you should meet. There should be people that will come and meet you in heaven and say thank you. Thank you. Because you shared the gospel. I am here today. There should be people that will meet you. You found it. Luke chapter 13 from verse 6. He spake also this parable. A certain ah. man had a fig tree. Okay, let's listen carefully. Planted ah. in his vineyard. Ah. And he came and sought fruits thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, ah. Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. I find none. So he's talking about you as a Christian in the vineyard of God. You have been planted. After three years, Jesus has been coming to seek food. In our case, Jesus is not coming to look for the amount of cars you have bought. If that is the essence of your Christianity, please, you making a mistake. He's looking for the amount of souls you have brought into his kingdom. For God came to save the perishing. Into souls, the profit of what you are doing. Everything we are doing here, it is about souls. That is the main thing. When you become a Christian for three years, I come seeking fruit on this victory. I come seeking fruit on you. You found that. What did the man say? Cut it down. Why does it use up Space. So this is the question that God is asking you. If you are not bearing fruit, if you are not you know, helping in the soul winning or in the discipleship, your money is not helping in discipleship. Your money is not helping in soul winning. You yourself, you are not doing anything practically. There's no fruit. Jesus is saying, cut it down because he says the tree that doesn't bear fruit will be cut down. It will be what? Cut down. This parable tells us that after three years of being a Christian, there is a certain level of fruit. If we should put it in a way that we should understand. Let me try to break it down. Maybe this way you might understand. You see, when, when a child is growing up, you see, when a child is going up, the doctors, the learned people, they will tell you there are, there are some key milestones that the child must reach at certain stages. So if the child, for instance, as soon as the child is born, a trained person like a doctor, he can look at the child day one and immediately can identify because they have been trained. For seven years they have been Doing this, if you so they, 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 there's a trained mind. If you are not trained, you know. Me, I won't know. Me, me, who? They can look at the baby. You can look at a certain little sign. Maybe the way the baby's neck has done. Maybe the, the eye, the how the eyes are set in the face. It's not looking proper. It's not looking proper. They can tell. So if that first day, okay, they also okay. Let's give us time. By six months, a child is supposed to be crawling at least. Is that or sit down. Or at least you should be able to roll over by themselves. 
If the child is not doing that, as a parent, will you not be concerned? You will be very concerned. So God is very concerned. You, three years, is the enough time. If you are in a place where you are being discipled properly after three years, and it's the same three years that coincidentally, Jesus used three years also to train his disciples. And then he released them. And said, I'm going. Now you guys go and do what I want. So three years. If you are in a good Bible believing church, we must see fruit. Everybody here, you must be able to show me. And a sister way again. I'm not talking about joining the church. And I'm a sister way born again. There must be tangible fruit. Tangible fruit. That is in if you take Jesus' commission, he, evangelism calls to soul winning plus discipleship. So, in the first thing, which is the um, soul winning, you must have food in there. And then the discipleship area, too, you must have food there. Discipleship area, it includes anything we do to establish the person in Christ. So, like this prayer meeting, we can have it, you know. We are having it in a, in a building. It is part. Anybody that contributed in helping us get a farm, get those nine seats, he has contributed to the discipleship. And there are rewards for such a person. Maybe the person has contributed in discipleship, but when it comes to soul winning or witnessing, he is not doing much. But Jesus wants us to bear fruit in both areas so that our evangelism will be what? Whole. So for three, after three years, balance the fruit that you are bearing. In other words, be mindful, be calculative, be purposeful about the treasures you are storing up for yourself. Don't do it only in one area. He said, he that wins souls is wise. Make sure you are, you are involved in soul winning. At the same time, make sure you are involved in discipleship. And discipleship, a genuine disciple has, must have his own disciple. The cycle must continue. I disciple you, you disciple someone. The person now starts also discipling. So discipling doesn't end until your disciple is discipling. If the circle breaks with you, trouble. So, as I end, as I round up, we are in March. Jesus is asking for at least three years of being a Christian. Who are your disciples? Who are you mentoring? Maybe let me use the word mentoring. Who are you mentoring in Christianity? Who are you a Paul to? When are you a Paul? And who is your Timothy? When are you Timothy? Who are you guiding? Who is looking up to you? When they 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 they, they become uh, you know they they, they, they want they, 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 when 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 their prayer life is going down who 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 they who do they look up to? Do they look up to you? you have people like that. Do you have any souls that are looking up to you? I'm not talking about church members. I'm yeah, sorry, man. People who, who, who you are mentoring. It's very essential. So let us go by Jesus' method. Every other method that we think 
It is not really important. Let us stay with his method. It has been tried and tested. It is moving stronger. Amen. Yes. If we deviate, if this current generation, we should deviate and say, oh no, nowadays you have to use psychology, you have to build schools, you have to do those things. It is less than 100 years. Christianity will die. And what I'm saying, it has already happened in certain parts of the world. If you take Europe, for instance, they put aside what I am telling you from the Bible and decided to modernize things. And now they've modernized. They, it, it, no, Christianity is virtually dead. It's dead. It's virtually dead. You cannot put aside the master's method. And each of you, each of us, we have a part to play. Amen. Jesus is watching your fruit. Are you occupying space and not bearing fruit? You have to take this year and be purposeful and decide how we are so I'll be so purposeful about it. Because me personally, I've realized as the scripture says, anything that I gain in this earth, I will be leaving it. And every birthday draws my mind as I'm getting older. As I'm approaching my golden jubilee. The reality is thinking it. That and I have four houses and I have ten houses. It also sinks in that one day I'm going to leave. One day you'll be a poster. On the wall. Every day you see other people's photos, it looks faint. One day it will be you that others will be reading. And at that time, what will you take? Hey, anyways, by the way, this is by the way. Um, I heard that um, the the garment, the is it garment is being buried. Um, is it today or when? When, when, when is it? Um, praise him, Papa. Please, it's the La Manche. The La Manche. Uh, from last week. Oh, from last week? Yes, please. I think Grandpa no Maya Mobo Mobo. Master Maya Mobo. The God of Mobo. But what I'm, why I'm saying that is that yeah, Alain the man died 2019. Oh, 2019. So four years. Before he's getting buried. And you're much older than I, 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 I can only imagine. But is it going to take anything? Or you won't take anything. You won't take anything. Nothing. Not the, not all the land that he, he has been selling. He won't take not even one. He's going to leave everything. What will matter now if he leave his life and bore genuine fruits according to the Bible? Said your works. That's what is waiting. May his soul rest in peace. But we that we are alive, always think about it. That reality is there. One day you'll be on the wall. Obituary. I want me, I've, I've decided. I saw a very rich man. The, when the man died, the way the children became how the man suffered to get money these useless children the way they are scattering their things 
my heart was bleeding. So, me, I have decided I want to die empty. I want to die, I want to be empty. I don't want to have anything that you are coming to fight over. Does it mean that I'm, I'm not going to have any profit? But I will have it, but it will be vested into the kingdom of God and distributed. Amen. Yes, I will die empty. I'm not going to die in a mansion. I would rather want to die in a nice apartment. Just one bread with me and Mama. Every day, when, when, we, when, we, when we can't preach anymore, we look at each other. Do you want a cup of tea? Yes, you want a cup of tea. And we are there. We are doing our morning devotion. And then we die. When you come, you will see nothing. Apart from Bible verses. And Bible notes. Bible notes. You can't, that's what you can. I want to die empty. All my land, everything that God gave to me, I will invest it in so we need evangelism. Knowing that it will be waiting for me. I want to die empty. It will be foolish to die heavy. You must live. The Bible says a good man will live an inheritance. Give it out. So do whatever if you are going to give something to your children. Do whatever. Don't die. And then people, you know, this one was so funny. The man died. In the first thing that they went was to raid his bedroom because in his bedroom he has got some trunk that has got money cash, even foreign currency. The, 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 the wife raided it and said that told the family members people have come to. Uh, thieves have come into the house. Your own wife. Wow. Yes, I tell you. So, brothers and sisters, let's invest in what you matters. Bring a soul for Jesus. Help to disciple souls. Be on your Commit yourself into God's hands. Ask Him for His mercy. Ask Him for His mercy. That is when your discipleship has ended. Ask God, Father, this year, we have spent three months already. I don't have any soul to your name, to my name. Now help me, O God. To be proactive in sowing it. To be proactive in discipling. To help to bring people to be disciples. To be taught the word of God. To be trained. Please lift up your hands. Father, our hands are lifted up. We say we are sorry. Yes, Lord. For we are your hands. We are your legs. So how beautiful are the feet of those who carry the gospel. Lord, if we have become lazy, forgive us. If you have forgotten the reason why you saved us, 
Jesus. Remind us this evening. Amen. Amen. And now, Lord, we know that sometimes it's because we lack boldness. Jesus. We ask Holy Spirit yes, Lord. come upon us. Amen. Not just to speak tongues yes, and make noise, Jesus. but to be filled with boldness. Amen. To stand for Jesus Christ. Yes, Amen. Lord. Stand for the gospel. Amen. Amen. Doesn't matter who we will be able to say, For God so loved the world. Jesus. Brother, repent. Amen. Sister, repent. Amen. And give your life to the Savior. Amen. Give us that boldness. Amen. Amen. To witness to our spouses. Amen. To witness to our brothers. Amen. To witness to our sisters. Amen. To witness to our colleagues. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, without your spirit, we can't do it. Yes, Lord. Without your spirit, we can't do it. Yes, Lord. Help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Create. Teachers out of us. Amen. Amen. Mentors. Amen. That will mentor new believers. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, we pray. Yes, Lord. The gospel. Yes, Jesus. We know it's free. Yes. But it takes your grace, your financial yes. grace, yes. to be able to carry it out. Yes. As we are here this evening, yes. bless us. Amen. Amen. Not so that we can spend it with our wives and our husbands and, and our children. Yes. But so that we can also be a blessing Amen. to your kingdom. Yes. Amen. We thank you. Yes. Amen. Bless us financially. Amen. Our Secular jobs. Bring your blessings to bear upon you. Amen. Help us. Yes, Lord. In Jesus Christ's mighty name. Yes, Amen. 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 One more thing. God bless you.